Hello, you're listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. And today we have all the regulars. We have Chris. Hello. Denise. Hello. Dawn. Hello. And me, I'm Pat. And we are talking today about what we've read in 2020. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to have anything to do with 2020, thank goodness. <laughs> Just what we've read. So, who wants to kick us off? Don't everybody jump in right at once. Did anybody read anything that they hated? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I don't want to say hated. I, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. And then I go back to that thing where life is too short. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the book, you don't have to read it. Oh, yeah. Unless it's book club. Well, it was a book club. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it makes it much harder to lead a discussion on a book that you haven't read. <laughs> well... Mm-hmm. And thankfully, there was no commitment on this one because there you go. <laughs> it was books on tap. So. <laughs> okay, all right. But yes, I agree. If you don't know what you're talking about, it's kind of hard. It is. I mean, you know, you've got those generic questions you can yeah. ask, but you can wing it. You <laughs> can, <laughs> but it's, it. it's easier if you actually read the book <laughs> and you, you understand what people are ask, answering when they're answering. So. Huh. And maybe have a discussion about it instead of just saying, okay, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Thank you, for, thank you for your contribution. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there have been a couple of book club selections that I did enjoy this year. Mm-hmm. One of them was Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. Really? Yeah. I read that, and, and it started off like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, but... I really liked the character of Eleanor. She had she had this amazing growth during the story. Like she kind of found her place, and and she was one of those sort of misfit, um, kind of just she's there at the office, but nobody really pays attention to her. And if they say something to her, it's kind of snotty, and she ignores it. But then she kind of, you know, she does some really weird weird things sorry and um but then but then she kind of finds a place to belong so hmm. i enjoyed that yeah. so it was a happy ending i think so i read it back in march or april so <laughs> it's a little hard to remember but i can't imagine enjoying a book that ended tragically mm-hmm. <laughs> Denise knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are a few exceptions to that, but for the most part, I like a happy ending. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what was the second one? The the other book club book that I enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. It's it's oh, got fun. its moments of really bizarre stuff going mm-hmm. on, but. Overall, I kind of enjoyed it because it was, I, I don't know why, really. It, there were just such interesting things going on in, in the interplay between the characters and mm-hmm. sort of off to the side, but really central to the story was this whole theme about race and, and how people are treated and if class. they're the other and... It it was just it was just a very interesting book that had a whole lot more to it mm-hmm. than a vampire story. Hmm. It, mm-hmm. it that was, really wasn't what it was about. Yeah, it was very layered. Yeah, definitely. So, was definitely. this a books on tap? Book this class? was yeah. a books on tap selection. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was very layered. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not sure the the right. books on tap members enjoyed it as much as. As we did. Maybe we did, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I I really I promised them something light and fun, and I gave yeah. them a book about vampires, feminism, race, and class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's an easy? And I'm like, it's, easy it was good. It was funny. <laughs> it, 
reading Vampire Story. Ha ha, no. <laughs> and, and there were a couple of people who got to a certain point and said, nope, I'm out. Hmm. Yeah. Because there was some pretty intense stuff going there on. There was, yeah. Very intense stuff going on. Interesting. But. And definitely had its funny moments, though. It did. Yeah. It was funny. It was insightful. Mm-hmm. It was set in the 90s. Ah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that you did not mention um, Julie Heberlin's book. Oh, I, I don't think of that as a, as a book club book, but it was. Okay. And it's going to be again. So and both of our book clubs have selected it. Um, Books on Tap has already discussed it. It's coming mm-hmm. up for January for our Tuesday morning book club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always enjoy Julie's books. Mm-hmm. And I think this, I really thought this one was maybe her best yeah. so far. Tell me the um, name of it again. I know I've read yeah, it. We are um, all the same in the dark. That's yeah. right. Sorry. Okay. And this one, th- there were some things I didn't like about it because I grew to really like some characters that mm-hmm. disappeared. <laughs> right. But, I mean, as far as the story and how it's put together, I really enjoyed um, kind of <laughs> where it went, the the... Really, it, it was another one that was a lot more layered than it seemed right. on the surface. Well, and that's what I like There's about a lot more to it than, Julia's than books. That. Yeah. Like, it's always like, oh, this book is about this missing girl. And then it's like, well, yes, yeah, but, but it's also <laughs> about this and this. and. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of different aspects in that book that you could talk about and mm-hmm. discuss. Mm-hmm. And I've actually got two more book club selections on my list, too. So, oh, there you go. It wasn't just two. Now, just curious, were those the the only books you read? Because no. I know oh. that it can be demanding. No, okay. not at all. I read a lot. Where do you read? Well, I read, I read fantasy and I read romance. And I read some thrillers, too. So I read John Sanford. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy his books. Um, I've been this year. I read, have read. Well, I'm working my way through the Virgin River series by Robin Carr, and it's harder than it should be to read those back mm-hmm. issues because of that new Netflix series. Right, I was mm-hmm. gonna say, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of people who are going back and reading from the beginning of that series mm-hmm. who haven't read it yet. And Which is interesting. I, I've read the first book, and the first season is it follows the book really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first yeah. season is the first is one book. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because there's tons of books. I've, and I didn't I don't know, even that. know where yeah. I am. Yeah. Number seven, number twelve. I don't even know <laughs> a lot. But yeah, I'm really enjoying them. I, I like the characters. They mm-hmm. they're. Some of them are quirky. Some of them are uh, really layered and interesting kind of backgrounds, where they came from, what they bring to this tiny town mm-hmm. that you wouldn't expect to find there. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I enjoy Robin Carr's writing. She's interesting and, you know, mm-hmm. keeps, you, keeps you turning the pages. So... Um, that was really good information, and thank you for that. But mm-hmm. I didn't ask you who. I asked where. Where what? You read. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. I thought you said what. No. So Yeah, so did I. I didn't know. Oh, okay. That's Maybe that's just our brains filling that in. That could maybe, be. Maybe we did, so, we didn't yeah. play here, and you're like, what? And we're like, what? <laughs> I, and the reason I ask is I'm very curious. I mean, I know that you have a drive, so you listen to audiobooks, but do you spend a lot of time at home reading? I do. Okay. I do. I read when I eat breakfast. I read when I eat lunch. Um, I read at night. Um, yeah, I read a lot. Okay. We're, we're a very quiet household. <laughs> uh, I mean, we watch TV sometimes, we watch movies, but, but as often as not, we'll have the only electronics going on at our houses are our e-readers, and we'll be reading. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, often. 
probably want... more often than I should because I don't get some of the th- other things done. That I should <laughs> be doing. But that's been the case since I was ten. So, you know, I I would like to be able to read like that, but I'm the only one who would read like that at my house, and too many people want my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so really it's interesting. Mm-hmm. My husband has become a much more voracious reader. And he reads anything he can get his hands on. Like, it's really interesting. He's, he, he wants to be on an e-reader. Mm-hmm. He reads free stuff he finds. He reads, you know, Prime. He's got a Prime video account. I mean, a Prime account. So he reads mm-hmm. whatever's on there. He reads stuff from the library. So, and it's really interesting because sometimes it's historical romance. Sometimes it's... Mm-hmm. It's nonfiction. Sometimes it's weird. Who knows where it came from? Fiction, um, you know, kind of genre-defying mm-hmm. sort of stuff that you can't really pin down. But yeah, he—he, he, I don't think he used to be that much of a reader, but he's sort of grown into that. And I think having an e-reader has really helped that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, with an e-reader, you can probably make the text larger. Yes, and I know that's one perk. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is definitely one of the draws for him, is being able to change that mm-hmm. size of the text. I did that. I started reading on my phone, which I never, ever thought mm-hmm. I would do. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading it, and it's so tiny, and I'm like, okay, I need to increase this. And I did, and it's like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> I can see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so was the book that you didn't like that you gave up on the Lost Book of Adana Moreau? Yes, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't like I I loved it. I thought it was so good, and I had yeah. so many sticky notes in there. I thought it was so beautifully written. I agree with you that it was beautifully written. However, I will say it. I listened to it, mm-hmm. and I got confused mm-hmm. because there were so many different time periods mm-hmm. and groups of people, and and the way the book was written, you had to wait to see how it all felt together. Yeah, all, yeah. But but. Early on, I thought I was listening to one kind of book, mm-hmm. and then I found out, oh, no, this is a different kind of book, and that mm-hmm. was a book within a book, mm-hmm. and now I'm li- I'm, I've got some other story going on, and now I've got completely new characters, and wait a minute, wasn't I listening to something about this rather than that? So, yeah, zombies, pirates. Mm-hmm. That's not what this book is about. Not at all. (laughs) Well, and I think that was part of my trouble, Denise, and I talked about this, that I didn't listen to it, but I was reading it without a lot of concentration. And I would Mm -hmm. read a little bit, and then I wouldn't get back to it for a few days. And then it's like, okay, I can definitely see how that would be hard because I even... Like, I generally, if I'm listening to a book, I'm mm-hmm. only listening over, on my commute. Mm-hmm. So, over the weekend, I may hear a smidge, but not much. Uh-huh. So, from Friday to Monday, like, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Was, what was going on? Yeah. Where, who are these people? <laughs> I've started rewinding that 30 seconds or oh. a minute so that I get uh-huh. that review to yeah. get me back up to speed. Yeah. To make sure that I'm my brain's where it needs to be mm-hmm. so I did read a new author for me and I really enjoyed her books I've read I read another one after I read the first one and um it's Lucy Foley okay and um the book the first book I read was The Guest List and the second one was The Hunting Party and they were really good I mean mm. like were they standalone or a series standalone oh. yeah um, you know, it's a group of people who were this this first one who were uh, invited to a wedding, and so you really get to know each of the characters, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know something bad happens, but you don't know who did it. Mm. Then you're so surprised at the end. <laughs> yeah, wow. both of them. Hmm. I mean, yeah, the second one you could kind of, I think I figured it out a little <laughs> bit, but yeah, the hunting party was like. I want to say I don't want to say London, but like over there somewhere in Europe, <laughs> over there, because they went on vacation. 
And that's uh, where they did this hunting trip over the new year. Uh-huh. And so it was cold and uh-huh. it was snowy. And yeah, I would recommend it. Both of those. Hmm. She was really good. But the other one that it didn't sound, um, she, she had another one out. But I'm like, that doesn't sound like spooky mystery stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> Fair enough. This doesn't sound like a group of people being stuck in the forest having to do things. <laughs> right. Well, Chris, tell us about what you've been reading. You have a stack of actual books here. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to accumulate some of the things that I remember reading over the, the year. I didn't read as much as I might have wanted to. I think that was true about a lot of people. There's a lot of time to read, but it wasn't... Con- a situation that was conducive to wanting to read. So, so that that book that you've got right there, this one, yes, that brings up uh, interesting information. I mean, like interesting uh, memories. Okay. Uh, yeah, pen pal. Yeah. Um, had, did y'all ever try to get a pen pal when you were young? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I did. I think I, I tried think, that yeah. in school. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah. Did it work? I don't think no, no one wanted it to It never worked for me. I yeah. mean, they would, we would get a name and stuff, and I would send stuff, and I would wait forever, and I, mm-hmm. I never got anything back. So Yeah, you'd ex- we exchanged like two or three, mm-hmm. and then that was it. it, was was like, it? Hmm. Well, that was even better yeah. than, than I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> and so where was your pen pal? In the States or overseas? Or? I'm pretty sure they were in the United States. Okay. Hmm. I don't remember where the ones were that mm-hmm. I was writing to. I'm assuming the United States because to buy postage for overseas yeah. would have been a big deal back then, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that probably has nothing to do with what that book is it about. It kind of does. Really? Uh, this is based on a creepypasta um, mm. that was... I listened to it by Mr. Creepypasta, but he said, you know, get the book because the book has stuff that's not in the... Um, in the original post or whatever, in the reading and all that. So I read it, and it was um, is it's a similar experience reading it as it was to listening to it. Uh, but it's a it's a scary story about this um, this kid who gets a pen pal, and I don't know. I guess it, you know it's supposed to be kind of analogous to our time period. So it was probably would have been in like the late 80s or, or early 90s mm-hmm. to early to mid 90s or whatever when he first got his pen pal but I, i'm like I, i'm trying to think of any situation where it would be okay to do something like they did in this book and it's probably i don't know maybe in another time they were like oh yeah let's let's do that it'll be okay they what they did is they they wrote a letter and they put postage and they put the address to ship it to uh, all the kids they're like in like kindergarten or whatever mm-hmm. um, and they they put it on balloons and they let the balloons go oh <laughs> and whoever found the balloon became their pen pal wow see and I was just oh, thinking goodness. before you said that that in today's age there's no way people would really do pen pals like mm-hmm. through school it's too dangerous yeah. you don't know what's going on yeah. but that I yeah. wasn't even thinking that. I was like, I don't think that would ever be considered okay, but that's what happened in this story. And it was supposed to be kind of like a school project experiment type thing. I, I mm-hmm. can think that that might have been okay in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. 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 I mean, we really shouldn't be releasing balloons out into the wild just Well, that was, yeah, that's wild. the other thing. I was like, yeah, you're li- littering. Well, yeah, it's not environmentally. <laughs> <laughs> An animal could eat that balloon. Yeah. <laughs> And die. And so, so a lot of the kids were like, "Well, nobody will probably find <laughs> it anyway." Had a bunch of waste just yeah. out there that won't decompose. <laughs> yeah, if they make biodegradable <laughs> balloons, then then okay, then great. Fine. But you know, <laughs> until that day, um, like I guess they can dissolve like that. Those cornstarch yeah. styrofoam. Someone needs to get on that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they wouldn't be, get far, would they? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, the only time I've ever heard of people releasing balloons is like in some kind of like memoriam or something. Mm-hmm. So once they're out of your sight, <laughs> you know, if they dissolve, win-win. <laughs> no. And if you stuck a note in it, then it just falls to the ground. Yeah, and, yeah, and whoever gets it, gets it. 
but so somebody finds his his pen his note his letter and they they send him a start sending him photographs and at first none, the photographs don't make any sense and and uh and eventually he finds out that that some of the photographs have him in them and, oh no <laughs> and some of them are him at his school or him like when he's playing with his friends in the woods oh my goodness or him at his his house or whatever oh no and, and so <laughs> this has took a, taken a terrible turn he, yeah, he re- all of this is like this is why you don't release a balloon good gracious so he released this balloon and got this pen pal and and the pen pal ended up being a stalker oh and it plays a lot with like his memory of things from or, like how he ex- perceived things as a child and his memory of it looking back mm-hmm. and kind of the the interplay between you know the what the how he realized things were mm-hmm. as he remembered what was happening um but it goes all the way from his teen and high school years until um until he's an adult um I, I guess the, the the stalking part ended like somewhere when he was in high school, but um, it's him as an adult kind of recounting the story. So you mm-hmm. you find out about how this stalker was stalking him, like mm. all the way through his his youth, and they ended up moving, and they still oh. the stalker still found him and followed him, and oh yeah, it's really creepy, and some really horrible things happen in it. Okay, so I kind of want to read it. <laughs> Even though it's like really creepy, and it's a scary cool. It was a cool stuff. story, and the way it was written was pretty cool. Hmm. Is it, that your book? Did you buy it? Yeah. It can a, I borrow it? Yeah, you can borrow it. Okay. I don't know if I need it right now because I've got a ton of books I've got to read. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it here. And if okay. you if you want to borrow it, just let me know. Thank you. All right. You probably would like it. Yeah. It looks kind of creepy on the cover. Pen pal by Dathan or Dathan, Dathan, Auerbach. Very cool. So we've got three scary books. What do you got, Denise? Mm, well, we want to talk scary. Um, the only good Indians. Yes. By Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. And I also read his other book, Mongrels, which uh, is a werewolf one. Yeah, really I still good. want to read that one. Oh. Okay, so Denise, uh, I came across this book because this guy was speaking at the Texas Book Festival this year. Mm -hmm. And um, so then I started reading a little bit, and I'm like, this sounds like it's really going to be good. And so I'm like, oh, Denise. She's like, oh, yeah, I already read that. Uh, (laughs) And it is really good. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked it. It was... um I hadn't read any of his work before. I didn't. I didn't know who he was until I read about this. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of books, and they're all standalone, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one is about four American Indian men that um, had like a really disturbing hunting experience, and then it was like what ten years later they started having like supernatural repercussions from it and um it was very very interesting and very um suspenseful yeah like there was definitely times when you were like especially like in the beginning mm-hmm. like the first guy gets off k- killed off pretty easily <laughs> you're just like okay, yes that was <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and you didn't realize that that was part of it uh-huh. i mean it, at least initially you mm-hmm. didn't realize that yeah, and then the second one, the second guy, he like throughout the entire time you're you're like, is it that person? Mm-hmm. Is it that person? Like, who's trying to get him? Yeah, is it that that person? <laughs> wow. <laughs> then it gets really weird. It did. It did <laughs> take a really weird turn. But you know, being Indian, it's probably not that weird. Right. Yeah. So is it is it Indian India? No, no American India. Okay. Native Which Americans? Yeah. Okay. Part of the reason I loved this book is because um, he's not from Montana, but he was writing about the crows, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, Crow Indians, and that's what my mm-hmm. descendants are, and the Blackfeet. And um, so he was just talking about how, um, you know, where they, wh- the town that they were in was um, Browning, and it was near Glacier, uh, the east entrance for Glacier, and then they talked about going to Great Falls and living there. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. I'm like, yeah, I know where all these places are, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. That's so really, it was kind of cool. Yeah. And um, when I read Mongrels, um, he mentions Decatur, Texas. Like, mm-hmm. they mm. travel around a lot, and he actually mentions Denton, Decatur, Bridgeport. And I'm like, where are you from? And he's from like <laughs> East Texas, but he lives in Colorado now. And uh-huh. wow. so I, it was really interesting that, you know, Don read The Only Good Indians. And she was like, I know all of this. And I read Mongols, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly <laughs> where you are. <laughs> Hmm. Now he's really good. Yeah, um, I want to read more of his stuff for sure. Yeah, and and he is Native American. I don't remember if he was Blackfeet. Yeah, I don't remember either. I think they talked about the Flathead Indians in there too, mm-hmm. uh, just briefly. And I think that's what drew me to him to begin with, because I had no idea about this book that it mm-hmm. was going to be anything you know, in an area or referencing things that I was so close Mm -hmm. to, I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, something just grabbed me when Mm. I was looking through and saw the Texas Book Festival and saw this. Um, I I don't know if Denise actually listened to his I did. I watched um, him and Otessa Moshve Uh did a little little interview together. and Otessa was talking about Death in Her Hands, which I also read, which was also really good. Um, Otessa Moshve, for me, is hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I read one of her books, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And then I'll start reading another one, and I'm like, mm. what? Oh, she's you know, not so, consistent. <laughs> so hers is, a, is hit or miss with me. Um, but Death in Her Hands was really good. Um, it's about... An, older woman who is a widow and it's just she like her husband died and so she was like i'm out sold the house moved away got a dog (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um, and while she's out walking the dog she finds a note a note that's just kind of like left on the ground with like a rock on it and so like she goes over there and she reads it she reads the note in the note um see if the description will but the note basically just says, her name was Magda. Nobody will ever know who killed her. It wasn't me. Here's her dead body. Ooh. But there was nothing there. It was just the note. Uh-huh. So at first she's just like, okay, that was kind of weird. But then she starts trying to investigate this murder. <laughs> but... Was there a murder? Was it mm. like... Yeah, <laughs> was some weird person just putting a note to see mm-hmm. what would happen? Oh, interesting. Yeah, so then it becomes like an obsession. Yeah. And, like she goes to the library mm-hmm. to try to... And like gets on the computer and asks Jeeves, how do you solve a <laughs> how do you solve a, a murder? Uh-huh. And they basically were telling her how to write a murder mystery. <laughs> like that's how she, she comes across. So then she's trying to... Trying to solve this murder. So, it was really, really interesting because the narrator is really unreliable. Mm-hmm. And she's, um, really, I think it was just kind of an in-depth look on facing your own mortality. Because, again, hmm. she was an older woman, widowed, and her just kind of going off the deep end because she found a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Not that that wasn't a good note. Oh, right. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they both talked, and it was it was a really really interesting uh, interview because they're both very they're both suspense suspenseful and you know kind of horror driven, mm-hmm. like but they're very different books, like just completely different. Interesting. So. I'm gonna have to read that one too. I say that all the time, and I never have time enough to read all these. Oh books. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
So did, did we did this uh, mid-year too, didn't we? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So I'm trying to remember what we talked about before. So Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at some of these titles. I think I did talk about them previously. Um, a lot of the books I have done audio, um, mm-hmm. so I won't spend a whole lot of time on them. They were serial mm-hmm. killer books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> serial killers, true crime. Um, yeah, oh, and this one was fascinating. It was called Heist. And it was narrated by Michael Caine. That was really good. Hmm. And it talked about a bunch of different heists all over the world. Hmm. About okay. how they broke into places. Kind of like Ocean Eleven stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But real things? But real. Wow. And recent. It's like, how in the world did hmm. they get that done? It's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. I would recommend that one. They're short little. Each... Um, chapter is a story okay so when there's okay. six different stories in there hmm. yeah wow sorry you were saying something about the whole serial killer thing yeah i'm going through these and i'm like well i mean i've talked about these on dewey you know like mm-hmm. all the true crime that are on my list i'm like well yeah, i've already talked about those yeah so this mm. being a very weird year mm-hmm. what about movies did anybody watch any movies that came out did that even happen (laughs) so i just watched the live action mulan Mm -hmm. this weekend Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed it despite all its issues whatever so i was not looking forward to it just because it's not a musical (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i really enjoyed the music to the disney animated mulan but I thought it was really it was really fun. I mean, you have to, you know, it's not like this is what really happened or anything. You know, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta take it with a grain of salt, like any legend. Um, so I I read somewhere that that there are, of course, elements of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in here, and mm-hmm. and you know, you pe- see people scale straight up the side of a of a wall or something like that. You you see that kind of stuff, but you know, it happens. That's that's okay. It, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really really fun. Did it get uh, good reviews? Uh, depends on who you ask. Yeah. Some were really great, and some were, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that Disney went to the wrong spot in China and, and got into this whole business with oppression and, the, you know, this and that. So it, it depends on who you ask. Okay. And they all, you know, there were other people who, who kind of panned it just for itself, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But pretty much that's the movie I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't been to a movie theater. Yeah. Since March, yeah, or before, I don't even remember when. Yeah, when was the last movie? I don't yeah, even remember when the theaters. last one I went to. I remember. So wow, and I don't know that there are any other new movies that I've seen. Yeah, everything's being released on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, I don't have. Right. Was the last movie I'm not buying see? a brand new AT and T iPhone or whatever that yeah, is where you no. get automatic HBO Max <laughs> included. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's the new iPhone. I think if you buy one of those, activate an account, you get free HBO Max. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. good, then I get to watch this movie okay. on my phone. Well, if you have right. a, if you have a smart TV, you can make your phone show it That's on the TV. That's true. You can, <laughs> but true. if you don't, you can't. That's right. You know, I mean, yeah, you can Chromecast or you mm-hmm. can Roku, but. Those only work sometimes. Yeah, that's true. They don't work on everything. I found that out. Mm. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any new movies. I think even the last time we went to the theater wasn't to see a new movie. We went and saw Cobra. <laughs> Hmm. That's been a while. Yeah. Surely. I've seen the movie since then, but the only one I remember is Cobra. Labyrinth. It was amazing. Did we see Labyrinth after Cobra? Pretty sure. Okay. Still not new movies. Still not new (laughs) movies. 
So I was looking forward to seing Wonder Woman 1984. HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I know, which I don't have. Yeah. And something else was supposed to... Oh, the new James Bond, and it's been pushed off to who knows mm. when. The one I want to see What's, is... Um, it's being billed as the last Daniel Craig. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. The one that I want to see that I'm going to have to figure out how to watch this is um, A Promising Young Woman. Okay. That one looks really good. They made a movie called Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. It's on that book. Uh-huh. Well, they remade it because Alfred Hitchcock made a movie really, yeah, from it. Way back. Which is so good. Really? I haven't seen the Netflix one because I'm also like, does this have Laurence Olivier in it? No? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you about some more books I read? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, a, I got more on my list. So I read this fall, I've read the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss. Mm-hmm. And this is epic fantasy, mm-hmm. and it's it's really good. Throne of Glass is the name of the first book, I think. And then there are seven, six or seven in that wow. series. And that's not YA. That's an adult, right? It is adult. I thought it was YA when I started it, just because yeah, I, so I think too. she wrote, has written YA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's adult. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Is that the one where they're like fighter pilots or something like that? No, there are no fighter pilots. I must be thinking of something else. There are there <laughs> are fairies and humans. Throne of glass. Throne of glass. Oh, I'm thinking of crown of glass. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Which is a YA book? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, that may have been where I got. Uh, yeah. I think that too. there's <laughs> fighter, fighter pilots in that. Really. But, I seem to recall. It seems like so not that kind of a right. reading a review. About What's the name? Crown of Glass? Crown of Glass. Or I might yeah. just be making stuff up. I don't you, know. you know, that happens to the best of us, I but think. But there should sometimes. be a YA book about fighter It pilots. should be. That would be cool. I'm sure there is. I can't imagine that there's not. Maybe not a whole lot. But <laughs> anyway, never mind that. So, uh-huh. Throne of Glass, not YA. Right. So I finished that series a little while back, and and I'm just starting her next series, which is called, oh, good grief, what is it called? A Court of Thorns and Roses, Mm -hmm. I think, is the the next one. Yeah. So That sounds right. I just started, and that's the series name, but it's also, again, the the name of the first Mm. book, and I just started that, and I don't know how many there are in that series either. So Crown of Glass is what you're calling it? Uh-huh. And what did you call that? No, you said Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass is what I read. Crown of Glass is what I was getting it confused with. I put yes. Crown of Glass in and it gave me Throne of Glass. Because I was like, I was like, that, I think, you might edit, I don't know if you need to edit this. I'm pretty sure we yeah. have that in our <laughs> YA series. Crown uh, of yes, so, yes, we, so we do. if they're two different things, great. But if they're the same thing, we might have to reassess that series. I don't know. They're different. I don't. They're different. Okay. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure that was it was a way. Uh-huh. All right. All this is staying in. <laughs> All this is staying in. <laughs> Great, Denise. You're. <laughs> you're an amazing editor. Top notch editor. I really didn't mean to derail it like that. <laughs> I was just making sure I knew what we were talking about. This is great radio. <laughs> this is the radio our listeners demand. The li- the radio they've been missing for most of the pandemic. Yeah. So this yeah. is where I, I can't... And I've wanted to read this series, The Crown of Glass, not The Throne of Glass. Yeah, because who would want to read that? Well, I mean, because I didn't know about it. That's why I didn't want to read it. But <laughs> you said it was about fighter pilots, and it seems like more of a fairy tale kind of prince-princess kind of thing. Yeah. Is it about uh, fighter pilots? How did they get a fighter pilot in there? I don't know. It's talking about witches and vampires and warlocks. Hmm. I think Chris is just wrong. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, I, I bet it was one of those rabbit holes I went down where I looked at that, and then it said it recommended this based on that, and so I looked at that, and then I looked at something else, and I was like, oh, this 
this looks interesting. Yeah, and then you just got it all mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> the whole table was shaking. <laughs> awesome. I don't know why. Earthquakes. Yes. So the last book I finished was uh, Usual Cruelty, The Complicity of Lawyers in the Criminal Injustice System by Alec Karagatsanis. Was this a nonfiction? So nonfiction. Mm. Mm. Um, it was three essays that he wrote at different times in his career. Um, it was super fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I was thinking that at some point maybe we could talk about like in Dewey. Mm -hmm. But... It was just about how imbalanced our justice system is. Mm -hmm. How some people get tried and convicted for crimes that other people don't even get a side glance at. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really, really fascinating. And um, the first essay was, was a longer essay, and that was the one that he wrote um, more recently. And so he kind of went back. So the most yeah. recent essay and then the next one and then the his earlier work. Mm -hmm. And so it was really, really fascinating. Hmm. A lot of really interesting information. Hmm. And I think, you know, based on some of our other discussions in the Dewey podcast, we've somewhat realized the injustice of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the way people are treated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the things but, that they get, yeah, yeah, railroaded over, yeah, it was very, and and in the introduction alone, like I when I got it, I was I read a little a little bit of it to Chris because mm -hmm. I was like, this is, <laughs> but in um, Ferguson, um, he had gone there to help out kind of like a legal aid like so he went there to to help represent some people that had gotten arrested mm -hmm. and he was talking to um this older man that was in in one of the jail cells trying to get find out why he was there and so on and he had been arrested because he couldn't pay a ticket and so they had arrested him for court fines and mm -hmm. and the ticket and so on and the ticket because apparently in Ferguson, mm -hmm. you have to have a permit if someone's sleeping over. What? Excuse me? If you have family coming over, if you have a boyfriend, lover, whatever. You have to get a permit? You have to get a permit. Oh, So goodness. the police. How big is this town? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. So yeah. the, the police had like gone to his house for whatever reason, entered without his permission, found ladies' underwear in his home, so therefore, they concluded that he had someone stay the night Ugh. without a permit. So then they ticketed him and arrested him. Oh, my word. Oh, my goodness gracious. That sounds like one of those ancient, you know, you have to tie your horse up and ride him backwards or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah. I know, that, that made no sense. But it wasn't supposed to make sense. <laughs> it, it's okay. I know you're looking at me like I'm a little crazy. Then, oh, no. I wanted to know more about this tradition about tying your horse up and riding him backwards. <laughs> now, and now you're, I'm disappointed because I'm finding out that that's not a real, it's thing. Not a real thing. You don't know that. <laughs> but that's right. You don't. But yeah, just the huge disparities of... So where is Ferguson? I was thinking Missouri, but I don't... No, I think that's Ferguson, Joplin Missouri. that I'm thinking yeah. of. Is it Missouri? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Is that crazy? That is nuts. I, I don't know if I but really But I can imagine that the only people that get in trouble for not having a permit are poor people of color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Why would you even have that law? I'm also like, how far in advance do you have to like, yeah. plan this stuff out? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You can't have these spur of the moment things. No, no spontaneity at all. Did you get a permit? No, I didn't get a permit. How long constitutes staying over? Like, if you're there at two a.m. or if it's mm -hmm. been four hours or well, and the thing is, like, he had gotten in trouble. 
the lady wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe she came over for a couple hours. What? Who knows? Yeah, during the day. Or maybe he was taken in laundry. Yeah. Yeah. And just dropped something. Yeah, who knows? It could wow. have been his mom or a sister. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who it could have been. Wow. It could have been his roommate's friend. There <laughs> could have been all kinds of reasons. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and just the, the awful conditions of jail and prison, mm-hmm. or any jail and prison. He talks about how he's gone to several you know, different states. And he's like, he has never found a jail or a prison that wasn't terrible and the guards didn't treat people terribly. Mm-hmm. You know, not to stick up for this. <laughs> not. <laughs> but I can understand people being in situations like that where they have to deal with it every day and it gets really old. But you're also almost stereotyping because you think everybody's acting that way and they're not. And you just assume that they are that way. Well, and I think whenever yeah. you put people in a position of power... Yeah. Even if it if in a position of power over anybody else, mm-hmm. you're going to get this behavior. Yeah. And yes, probably not from everybody, but you're going to get this behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really interesting. There's something on TV about somebody hiring a new police. Is that Dallas? Uh huh. Yep. So they put up the candidates. Well, and. Fort, well, Fort Worth is doing it, and I think they're the ones who listed the, the finalists. Okay. They had their pictures up there. Yeah, I think that's who that was. And I thought, that that one that was on the bottom and second one in, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, he doesn't look like a nice dude at all. <laughs> I don't think I would hire him. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the one that you would think would be mm-hmm. not the nice guy, but... Anyway. So it was really fascinating. It was really, really fascinating book. And he was a really good writer, too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like just dry, mm-hmm. bunch of information, you know. Yeah. That's so. nice when you're reading a nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. That it's uh, interesting. So out of my whole list of books that I've read this year, I've only really hated one that I stopped reading because I hated it. <laughs> what was it? Your Blue is Not My Blue. Mm-hmm. by Aspen Mattis. And then at, the, at some point, I was just kind of like flipping through it. because I was, So it's a missing person memoir. Mm-hmm. She married this guy named Justin. Mm-hmm. And then he just like one day went to a friend's funeral and never came back. Ooh. And so I'm like, what happened to Justin? Yeah. So I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God, she was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just... Reading along, and I'm like, okay. So the author was awful, or no wonder Justin left. (laughs) Well. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) She was 19, and this is her second book. She had written another book called... I thought you were going to say this is her second marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first one ended. (laughs) This is her second book. The first one was called Girl in the Woods. Okay. And she had hiked the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. And while she was doing that, she met this guy named Justin. So she was 19 at the time that she was doing this. Justin was like 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> 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 they start a relationship while they're doing this. He ends up going, she ends up going back to college. He follows her there. They get married. Justin um, doesn't have a job. Doesn't yeah. want to have a job unless yeah. it's something meaningful. He just he just doesn't think he needs to needs to do that. Yeah, yeah. He claims yeah. to have yeah, money. That feeling, <laughs> right? <laughs> he claims to have money. So, <laughs> so you know, she's like, okay, well, you do you, I guess. Yeah, where are you getting that money? Yeah, buddy. Um, he convinces her to go back to college, move to New York because she wants to be a writer. And throughout the entire thing, I'm just like. Oh my gosh. I was like, how does anybody stand you? <laughs> like, 
she's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, when is Justin leaving? <laughs> <laughs> really, I just want to know what, like, what this whole missing person memoir thing is supposed yeah. to be. Um, Justin goes through a lot of, like, I'm going to volunteer here. I'm going to mentor this. I'm going to, you know, trying to find the meaningful thing he wants to do with his life. Mm-hmm. While she's going to school and writing and so on. And um, a friend that they, a mutual friend that he had known for a long time and that she had met on the trail died. So he went to the funeral and he was like, come with me. And she was like, no, I have to, you know, go to school and, you know, work on my novel, blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, okay. So he goes, does not come back. She called him. So it wasn't like he was trying to like ditch her or something right then because he asked her to go. Mm-hmm. It was her choice not to. Yeah. Okay. And so then like he won't answer the phone. She has no idea where he's at. Um, they have this apartment. She has zero dollars because guess what? She doesn't have a job. Uh. And so she's like, what am I supposed to do? And at this point, she has sold her manuscript for the first book and it got rejected so then she's got to do all these rewrites she's not getting any money for that until it's done Uh and they've accepted it so she's just like i've got no money justin's not answering the phone (laughs) i'm like 19 i have no idea how to do anything because she has no idea how to do anything (laughs) one of the things that made me roll my eyes so hard that i think i permanently damaged my right one (laughs) when they were going to get married Uh he was like she was like i want to get contacts so i can you know not wear my glasses and not you know wedding photos blah 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 and i'm like Mm -hmm. why but okay whatever so she goes to get contacts Mm -hmm. and so they were like okay so this is how you put your contacts on she couldn't do it she just couldn't do it. You know who could do it? Justin. <laughs> he could do it to her. He uh-huh. could put her contact. Uh-huh. That's just creepy. That and then, like, and I'm like, so does Justin put your contacts on for you every morning? She does answer my question, though. It was almost like I was talking to her. <laughs> she was like, I only wear them for special occasions. And then he puts them on for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, how do you, what? How do you get them out? Does he have to <laughs> do that too? That. <laughs> Probably. Oh my. Okay. Wow. So at, th- at this point, I'm just like, do I even care why Justin left? Where Justin is? What's what's going on with Justin? I'm like, oh, I do kind of want to know. What. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just like, but I'm I'm tired of you. Uh-huh. So I just kind of flip through it. <laughs> I'm like, someone answered my question. Where's Justin? <laughs> I'm just flipping through the book. And Can you put us all out of our misery and just tell us? I know. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. Spoiler alert. She's going to tell us. <laughs> he took off because he had a gaming addiction. Huh. Okay. What kind of gaming addiction? Chris is nodding his head. I think it was like an online gambling gaming addiction. Okay. But she kept referring to it as a gaming addiction. And so I'm like, so he didn't have a job. So you were off to school all day. She would come home and he would, you know, close his laptop. Never knew what he was doing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so when she like can't get a hold of him, she calls his parents. Mm-hmm. And his pa- his parents are like, I'm sure it's fine. Because guess what? This is the kind of thing Justin does. <laughs> Just disappears. No one tells her these things. Yeah. You know, no one told her that he hadn't talked to his parents in like almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> you wow. know? And so, so she calls his mom and was like, Do you, have you heard from him? Like, is he, is he alive? Mm. Like, you know, oh, it's fine. So then she's like, should I call the police? And they're like, no, no, don't call the police. And so she's like, okay like what do you know that i don't know Mm -hmm. and so then she calls his brother same thing it's fine justin does this he'll come back justin does not come back Uh. (laughs) wow (laughs) so how does she find him i mean eventually she tracks him down and just finds out that he's fine he's alive he's off doing his justin things and i'm like "Hmm, no and she had a 
she had an essay published in Modern Love, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how she starts her whole thing, and that's how her book gets picked up and all that is. And so her name is like Deborah Parker, mm-hmm. and she writes this essay for Modern Love about how she met Justin, what she was doing at the Appalachian Trails and all that. Mm-hmm. It gets picked up, and they're going to publish it, and they call her. And they're like, is Aspen Mattis your legal name? And she was like, no. And they were like, okay, well, this is nonfiction, so we have to have your legal name. And so instead of being like, okay, my name is Deborah Parker, she goes and she changes her name legally to Aspen Mattis. (laughs) Now, at first, because of, of the content of the essay, I thought maybe she... Didn't want her family to know. Uh-huh. You know, she wanted to use the pseudonym or whatever and just wasn't going to tell them that she legally changed her name to Aspen Mattis and they're always going to know her as Deborah Parker. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Except that she told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. why did you change your name? <laughs> right. Why didn't you just give them the real one? <laughs> wow. She was, yeah, at some point I was just like, I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> And then, and then I was just like, I kind of want to know what happened to Justin. And then when I found out what happened to Justin, I was like, I'm glad that I didn't actually read all of this. And I just kind of skipped through until I found out. Because I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I cannot. <laughs> you know, so I like that you read it to a point and you were invested enough in it to at least go to the end and find out what happened. Yeah. Because, like, mm. the book that I was reading... And I was still disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So that that book, that the book club book, The Lost Book of Adana Moreau, is mm-hmm. that what it is? Um, there's no way I could have flipped to the back of that book and uh-huh. found out what happened. Oh, you would have found out it, what happened to... You would have found out what happened to somebody, to but someone. it would have made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. From where you stopped? Yeah, probably yeah. not. No, not at all. So. Not at all. Anyway. I'll have to go read the whole I th- I thing. I think it's funny that you spent the most time of anything talking about the book you hated. Oh, <laughs> that's that's typically the way it goes. That, yeah. Hate reads. Yeah. yeah. Just because I don't mind spoiling the crap out of a book I hated. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, the others, I'm like, it was really good. You should read it. <laughs> I don't want to tell you too much. She was so annoying. What else do we have? Anybody? I've pretty much gone through mine. I mean, I did the serial killers, true crime, and then I did true crime case stories and the dangerous dozen. They were all about murders. Hmm. Very interesting, but like little snippets. The dangerous dozen, I was expecting 12 stories. Yeah. I lost track of how many stories <laughs> were in there. Oh like, why did you call it dangerous dozen? Yeah. It wasn't even a baker's dozen. Because that's a very specific number. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. like, yeah, several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's very odd. But anyway, so I've pretty much talked about all mine. Hmm. You have any more, Chris? You got a big stack over there. Yeah, just various things. I think I already talked about reading this Mead book because I read that earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but a follow-up to our... T- our Word, you know, I remember I said I never got around to making some beer. I mm-hmm. did, I did end up making some beer. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got a kit from my dad that he was never going to use. My sister got it for him, but he just, you know, he put it in the in the garage and never, never got around <laughs> to doing it. So I took it and I took it home and I got some beer brewing. It won't be ready until next year to drink. Oh, wow! So by you next say year, next it means like. Two weeks from two now. Weeks now? <laughs> That's what uh, I was about to say. Yeah. A year from yeah, now? No, not until next year. Yeah, like after, after the new year. It'll be middle of January. Okay. Not like okay. no, <laughs> not like That's a year different. from now. It no. is. Okay. It is. It's his bit. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's just. It's just. It's factual. It's accurate. Uh-huh. It's his It's bit. next year. Huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I say next year because, you know, our, our thing was we were going to try to do some of these things for this year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I got it started, but, but it won't be finished until year. the new year. Yeah. You just don't get to sample the, the products or, yeah, yeah, the end result. Yeah, bottling day for my first batch will be the 19th. All right. If it comes Ooh. out okay. 
And then the second batch, because I, I started two, will be the, the next week after that. Oh. So how many bottles are in a batch? I mean, that you're, you're making. Um, it, I, it depends on the, the batch and the, in this kit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were extracts through a two-gallon, two gallons of beer. Okay. So it's going to be mm-hmm. four gallons when it's all done because it's two different mm-hmm. extracts. But it got you know it got me got the ball rolling and I've been yeah. been going back into my how to brew book that I got for Christmas last year and kind of learning about how the different processes work and why you do it certain ways and and I'm trying to learn more about yeast because yeast is particular so like some yeast wants to be cold and some yeast wants to be warm mm. and I don't really have like the most climate controlled <laughs> brewing location <laughs> right. right now you know some people have like brewing coolers so they make sure it's the same temperature all the time um so i'm i'm thinking you know just do work with what you have and so like during the warm seasons i can use warm yeast and Hmm. brew that style of of things and then in the colder seasons i can use cold yeast and Hmm. and i can you know just work with what i got instead of trying to force it to be a certain way right yeah that's cool it's all very interesting Mm-hmm. And you. So, it was nice that your dad had that kit, um, but you've had this book for about a year. How expensive, if you just had the book, would it be to get into this? I mean, that's you probably have to get quite a few supplies. Brewing and stuff. supplies, mm-hmm. yeah, and that that was kind of my my deterrent for a long time. Is like you had to, I was I had to acquire all the different all the different brewing supplies and. You know, you got to have kegs or carboys or whatever, ale mm. pails. And then you have to have, uh, depending on how you do it, you know, you want your big your your big pot, like your kettle or whatever, brew kettle. And I, I want something I can do in the kitchen, mm. you know, on, a, on an electric stove. We have an electric stove, but a lot of people get, you know, they'll get a burner, like those kind of when they do the turkey fries mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, they'll get one of those burners and a big, like, eight-gallon some of them are huge. They're like 10, 15 gallon brew kettles and make these huge batches. And I don't want to do anything like yeah. that large a scale. Mm-hmm. So At least not yet. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to acquire some, some things to continue. And like this, the nice thing about the kit is that it came with a keg that you, you know, plastic brew keg uh, that you could, you could get it started in. And then, uh, you just needed household kitchen items. Oh, nice. Just had to sanitize everything correctly, but it came mm-hmm. with the sanitizer. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested in in doing uh, all-grain brewing because the extracts are like little containers of molasses. They're, they're already steeped and condensed like sugars from the, the malts, the grains mm-hmm. that you use to brew. And so you just add it into the, the boiling water, boiled water, and and mm. make your, your wort that way. And that's that's easy. Um, but if you do all grain, then you can start getting into, like, different customization and, mm-hmm. and all that. Which brings me to another book that I, I got this year. I was really excited about uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess Adventure from... Fermentum nigrum de sepulti, which means the, what is it, black beer from the buried god, or black yeast from the buried god. And it's kind of a, a creepy monastery adventure where there's yeast that is like mind controlling, and so people drink mm. this alien, this beer brewed with this alien yeast, and it starts making people go nuts and, and all that. <laughs> But what I was really excited about is in the back, there's a, a beer recipe to make your own black barm ale, uh-huh. which is supposed to be the same beer that is in the... It drove them crazy? Yeah. Except you don't use the alien yeast. Oh, you just, oh okay. You just use the, you know, a farmhouse strain or whatever. <laughs> but I thought it would be just really cool. Just your regular Fleischmann's from the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I, when, as I was reading that and I got to that part, I was like, that would be really cool to... To run this adventure and then also have the beer brewed and be like, here you go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
There you go. Yeah, so that that would be a, a goal for next year. Yeah, the real experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm good. I have nothing else. Denise, I think that's it. Chris? No, that's that's about it. Okay. I don't really have anything else I want to talk about. Well, I guess that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. For our final podcast of 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been a production of the Decatur Public Library, the long overdue podcast. <laughs>